0: Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. Today we're going to be focusing on the mind. What I want to talk about today is we're going to be talking about how to reframe maybe some of the uh, signals that you're sending to your mind that are resulting in frustration. I know it uh, historically has done so for me and hopefully some of these uh, concepts will help you uh, overcome that or or battle it better or reframe it, which is the uh, end objective here. Then The Riff, I'm going to share with you some, uh, usually we don't do this, but um, I had a really nice interview with Deb Harrison, one of the top super seniors in the country, and I want to share with you a couple of thoughts that she had about kind of the evolution of the game, but also the evolution of ourselves within the game. So let's jump into the podcast. You'd like to help your friend or family member learn how to play pickleball, but how? Now it's easy. Pick up a copy of Play Pickleball, A Beginner's Guide. It's the most complete guide to playing pickleball available as a digital download or in hard copy at intopickle.com or at Amazon. Let's keep growing the sport. When we play pickleball, it's pretty common to have a frustration or to have the sense of frustration creep into our minds while we're playing sense of frustration. The way I think about it is it's basically a, uh, whenever there's a gap between the expectation that you have for whatever you're, whatever your expectation context is right in this case it's pickleball and the reality that you experience then frustration sets in so you have that gap you expect x you see Y, you get frustration if you expect x and you get x no frustration so you know there's a couple of different ways to maybe approach this frustration um, feeling that we have when we're out there playing pickleball one of them is to be realistic about the amount of work that we've put into our games Uh, in other words is our expectation a fair one? And I, I'll speak from personal experience. You know, when I go out and play, uh, you know, Jill and I go out and drill or play for a little bit and say I haven't played in, you know, five, six, seven days, particularly during the summit and really didn't have a lot of time to play. So let's say I haven't played for several days and I step out on the court and I play a game. Well, I have a certain, in my mind, I have a, a an expectation, right, of what my game is going to look like when I step out on the pickleball court. And it's based on Part of it's based on my prior experiences and part of it's based on simply projection, right? So what my mind thinks I can do. But if I haven't played in a week or so, is it fair for me to put that kind of burden on myself, to put that kind of expectation on myself to say, you know what, Tony, you need to go out there, you need to perform at the highest level that you can perform at no matter the circumstances. Obviously, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, think about it. Let's go a little bit extreme. Let's say I had a broken hand. So my I'm left-handed. Say my left hand was broken and I went out to play, and I I just can't hold the paddle. Well, you wouldn't expect me to play that well, right? I mean, it'd be silly if I said to you, ah, I can't believe I can't hit the ball the way I normally hit it. You'd be like, well, your hand's broken. But what's the difference between that? Obviously, it's a matter of degree. But what's the difference between that and, you know, I haven't played in a week, I haven't played in 10 days, I haven't drilled, I haven't worked on this shot. You know, and then you want to go out and play amazingly. So I think part of it is setting the correct expectation based on the amount of work that you've put in. If you just haven't put in the work, don't expect to go out there and play at a five-zero level or a four-five level. Um, you know, if if you haven't already put in a significant amount of work. And when I say put in work, one of the things that's really important when you're working on your game is to work on your game. I'll say appropriately, meaning you know you're working on it in a way that makes sense given where you're at in the game, and also given you know what's going to give you the biggest return on your on the work you're putting in. So, you know, if you're working on your game, obviously if you know you've been hitting, you know, 100,000 dinks and, you know, you miss a dink that you've hit 100,000 times, you could say, okay, maybe I shouldn't have missed that dink and then you can think more constructively, what could I do the next next dink in order to um, in order to hit it the way I did the 100,000 times before that worked out. So, you know, there you can set an expectation maybe a little bit higher. But I'm going to bet that for most of us out there, when we're upset at at, at and we're frustrated and get upset when we're playing, it's because our expectations maybe are a little bit too high given where we currently are in the game and perhaps the amount of work that we, or the amount of serious work that we put into our game over the last, say, 30 to 60 days prior to being on the court. So what can we do to perhaps reduce some of that frustration that we're feeling out on the court? One was the one I just mentioned, which is basically maybe reframe the reasonableness of the expectation. So reframe the expectation of... What's, going, what's what you expect of yourself. So instead of maybe expecting X when X is not reasonable to expect, expect Y and say, OK, I'm going to expect Y today because I haven't played in a while or I haven't been able to be out on the court. I've been injured, whatever it is. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit out of shape. Maybe I need to work on some cardio, things like that. The other thing that you can do is if if you want to improve your game is to spend time working on your game. You know, in other words, put in the time to actually work on your game, to actually improve on the things that you think you need to do better or would like to do better, rather than simply going out on the court again and again and again and expecting a different result when you haven't put in the work and the time necessary to get that different result. So, and and one thing that's really important here is playing pickleball is great. You know, go out play pickleball, enjoy the game, but Playing pickleball is, it's it's not a really good way to improve just to play pickleball. Now, if you're just out there playing and playing and playing, it's not a really a good recipe for improvement. If you if you talk to the best players out there, again, Deb Harrison, Yvonne Ting, uh, players like that, John Sperling, they spend hours, hours each week drilling on their game. Wall drills, drills with friends, ball machine, whatever kind of drilling you can get, you you can sneak in. They do hours of drilling every week. So yes, when they step out on the court, they expect to reset that shot, or they expect not to miss that dink, because they've hit 500, 1,000, 2,000 of those shots in the last seven days. If, even if you've been playing every day for three hours, four hours a day, you are not hitting the volume of shots that these players are hitting in order to improve their games. So it's unreasonable, I think, or I would suggest, it's unreasonable for you to expect to play at a John Sperling level. Or at an Yvonne Ting level, or at a Dev Harrison level, if you haven't put in the work necessary in order to play at that level. Before we leave the subject, let me share with you a story, a personal experience that maybe will resonate with you. Maybe it will be something that resonate with the experience, an experience that you've had. So I played at, a, at the Beer City tournament uh, this last weekend, and I played with my good friend Marcus Luke. Uh, we had a, a, a three nice matches we had a couple of three gamers that were a lot of fun uh, one of them lasted an hour uh, the other one i think was like 45 minutes plus so we, there were there were nice nice matches and you know what 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 i took away from it though is that was i playing at my best the answer is no why was i not playing at my best well part of it was because i did not have the stamina necessary in order to compete at that level so once we finished the second the second game was the second match was the one that was about an hour long and, you know, you have the adrenaline going. You have We lost the first game. We won the second game. We had a back and forth. I think it was 8-7 seven or 7-7 seven, seven in the third game. We ended up losing the third game. <clears throat> so when we went to the consolation round, I didn't have any gas left in the tank. Zero gas left in the tank in order to play. Now, it doesn't matter how good my shots are. It doesn't matter how amazing my strategy, techniques, whatever, anything else in my game is. If I can't move my legs in order to get them into the position they need to be into, in for me to execute the shot, the rest of it, you can just throw out the window. It doesn't matter. So, you know, I, I walked away from that saying, obviously, you know, I wish I had performed better. I also had a reasonable perspective about it saying, okay, I haven't really put in the time in order to work on my body, in order to work on my physical body, meaning my the strength of my legs, meaning the stamina that I have to be out on the court for an extended period of time. And to go out and expect to play, you know, at that point we had played six games, right? So two matches, three games each. So six games. Six games is a decent amount of pickleball, particularly when you're playing at that level, in other words, at that level of intensity, right? Not like rec games, but competitive games. So by the time we got to the seventh game, which was the 15-point consolation game, and I had no gas left, well, that was reasonable to expect that I would have no gas left. So no reason to get frustrated then, but but you walk away from it and you say, okay, what now? What am I going to do now with that information? So what I did is I came home. uh, I uh, started doing... Uh, Cardio, uh, Two days a week, heavy cardio. And two days a week, I'm doing heavy, uh, not heavy lifting, but I'm doing weight training to increase, improve the tone of my my muscles and just increase my overall strength. So I'm doing overall weight training and overall cardio training at least four days a week uh, to make sure that next time I play in a tournament, I have a more reasonable expectation that I'm going to perform like X rather than get Y. If you want to hear Deb's thoughts on the evolution of the game and how we kind of kind of keep up with it, Stay tuned for the riff. You've studied the pickleball videos. Maybe read a pickleball book. Taken a lesson or two. But there's just something missing. Something to complete the whole picture. That's where VI Pickleball comes in. VI Pickleball is the most immersive pickleball learning community available today. You can check out more information at wearepickleball.com. See you in the community. Normally we don't do this, but I I had an opportunity to interview Deb Harrison a couple weeks ago for the summit. And during my interview with her, we had kind of a it was on the record, off the record kind of conversation. You know, we were just chatting about about the game and things like that. And um, I thought it was a really uh, you know in looking it over uh, this last week, I, I yeah I thought it was really helpful information the way she kind of summarized the way the games evolved. So I figured I'd share that with you. And the context of this is we were talking about. Uh, we were filming a, a video for YouTube where basically we did a. Uh, she was showing us a new shot. She, she's adding basically a, more of a roll to her forehand drive because she wants to be able to be more offensive in her game. And this this exchange took place during that, uh, during that part of the the, the filming that day when we we're filming that YouTube video. And I thought it was super informative and gave us some context. So I'm going to share that with you now. People go through transitions. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, they come into this game wildly hitting the ball and having a good time at it then they're told you you got to learn the soft game right that stupid soft game the third shot drop okay and then they only do that they forget that they can speed it up right Right. so this is my reclaiming that spirit of hitting a ball hard at times some words of wisdom from one of the wisest players of them all deb harrison we really appreciate everything she does for the game You can check her out at picklepongdeb.com. Picklepongdeb.com. I'll put it in the show notes so you can connect with her if you want to find out more about what Deb Harrison is up to. So hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please give it a rating. It really helps us reach other players. And also share it with your friends. Remember, if you enjoyed it, they probably will too. Stay well out there, and we'll see you next week.